Welcome back to Bible study, Paul's letter to the Galatian church, chapter 5, but we covered verse 1, yes, last week. And so we're going, but I think we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 6, John. Yes, very much. John Campbell, Derek Walker, and Derek will pray. Thank you very much. And here we are, Galatians 5, beginning at verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. Lord, we just thank you for what you did on the cross. We thank you that you took all our sin and you gave us your righteousness. And when we trusted in you, you justified us. You made us righteous by your righteousness so that we stand before you without condemnation. Thank you, Lord, you've set us free from the law. You've set us free from the wrath of God through the blood of Jesus. And we now have access to the grace of God to the Holy Spirit to work in our life. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, right now uh, to, to pour out your grace into our hearts that, that we might live, not just be justified by faith, we might live by faith, that we might receive your life and your wisdom and, and your strength. Lord, open our eyes that we might see wondrous things in your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Very much. <clears throat> I think we can indulge ourselves to recap verse one <laughs> before we go into verse two, shall we? Dare talk about these, you yeah. know, it's for freedom. It's a key Christ verse, isn't it? Set it's, us free. It's, it's, it's a liberating verse. It, and really, it's a, this is a time when the chapter break is probably in the right place. Mm. You know, it, it, it's bringing us into a new. Really, chapter five is is really about the life in the spirit, ex experiencing freedom, you know, and and what he's saying, I think, in verse five, in verse one, we were talking about this last time, is is that the foundation for a life of freedom is to know that we are set free by from the law, from from this external thing that judges us and on, on our performance, that that once we have accepted Christ. Praise God. He has taken the penalty for our sin. We are justified. We, have, we stand righteous before him through the righteousness of Christ. We've been set free from the law. Yeah. Praise God. We are under grace. Praise God. And, and because we, and, and, and he says, stand fast in that. Don't, don't, don't embrace, don't try and justify yourself by the law. Accept the fact that you've been justified mm -hmm. by grace through faith. And, and don't be tempted back. And you may have to take a, a stand against the, the logic and the reasonings and the, the thoughts that we're trying, as, as what's happening here. 
which is, you know, embrace circumcision, embrace the law. You've got to add something to your salvation before you can feel like you're accepted by God. You've got to take God at his word. He has given you the promise, you receive the promise, you stand on the promise, because if you let go of that, you are back under the law, and that, as he's going to explain, that puts you outside of the realm of the Spirit, that puts you outside of the realm of grace. You are back in your flesh, trying to do it, and and you are cut off from grace. And, And so he says, stand firm and resist the, what these legalists are trying so, to do. So a, couple, so a couple of weeks ago, John, we, um, we, we made it clear, look, the two are incompatible. You know, Ishmael, Isaac, you know, the flesh and the spirits. In verse 2, it, it's pretty well not just saying that they're incompatible, it's saying it's either or. You Actually, it's, it, it's basically saying, look, there's no profit at all. You get nothing from Christ at all, and in, in my version, Christ has no value. And if Christ has no value, there's no salvation at all if you go into, if you let yourselves be circumcised. That is, that is pretty stark in verse 2 of chapter 5. Yes, it is. It is, and I, I think Paul feels so passionate about this, and I, I, I was saying to Derek, I forget when, but recently we were discussing about all this. And I, I, I think that as these first six verses of, of chapter five come into, into vision, as it were, I suspect in a way that we have never seen before, we will realize there's a passion in, in chapters one, two, three, and four, a real passion in Paul's writings because this is his concern. Mm-hmm. This is the concern that, that the loss of grace, which we'll get to in due course, the fall from grace, could be a very bad position to be in. I don't want to. It's zero sum, isn't it? It's you it's will a, not get. Yeah. If you. Yeah. He's, he's basically saying if you get circumcised, you. Yes. You're not going to get. Uh, no. Well, that's let, my let, question. Let, is it? Yeah. You're let, not going to get clear. salvation. Let's be clear. You're not going to get sanctification. The, the, the act of circumcision itself is 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 neither here nor there. It's. It's the mindset, the heart that's going with it that is, that is the, the point here. So if you're being, so you've been introduced to the gospel. You, we believe these people are saved because Paul is referring to them as brethren. So he's writing to those that have received Christ as saviour who are the objects of this, sedition, this seductive mm. theology that's going around peddled by the Judaizers. Mm. So they are saved. Um, I'm not talking about those who are circumcised on the eighth day. No, We're no, no, he's not talking about that. Come to the Lord and yeah. then... Yeah, now, if, if, if you, you know, well, if you elect to go through okay. some painful process like this as a Gentile, yeah. then you probably need to go and see the, the psychiatrist rather, rather than anything else. But, but again, you know, if you're, if you're temporarily seduced into circumcision, it's not the end of the world but it will profit you nothing. It's going to do nothing for your spiritual life. It's Mm. going to do nothing for you being in communion with the Holy. It's not that he's left you, he's always there, but you're putting a barrier. You are quenching the spirit. Mm. Your very act is going to quench him, which you're not going to hear him. He hasn't gone anywhere. He still dwells in you, but there'll be no profit from it. It'll be done and there'll be no spiritual growth. In fact, it'll be exactly the opposite. If you think this is an important step in your walk, 
with the Lord, you're going to find it's exactly the opposite. It'll profit you nothing. Okay, it's all got to it. do with the motivation. Yeah. Because Paul actually got Timothy to be circumcised. Yeah. Yes, that's true. And, but the motivation was that Timothy could then preach in the synagogue. He, he, you know, it, it affected his witness. It, it wasn't for the purpose of establishing himself before God, making himself righteous Very before good. God or anything like that. It's a really important point there. Yeah, and, that is and important. The te- I think a good cross-reference is Acts 15, 1 and 5, mm-hmm. where, we un- where we, it's revealed what these people are teaching. Okay, because I think it's essentially the same kind of people. It says, certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren, unless you are circumcised Mm. according to the custom of Moses, Mm. you cannot be saved. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. That's what they're Um, doing. And then verse 5 again says, some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed, you know, they believed that Jesus was the Son of God, he was the Messiah, uh, rose up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and command them to keep the, the law of Moses. So, what Paul this Paul is not saying that if you are circumcised, you cannot be saved. No. He's not actually no, saying he's not that. Actually he's not saying that. In the converse. No. What, what he's dealing with is if you Galatians, and it would seem like these Galatians had not yet gone that far as to be circumcised. That's right. They were being drawn in, but they hadn't kind of done that yet. Yeah. But he says what they, the reason that they would be circumcised is not just for health reasons or no. for whatever else, but to actually, that was a sign of embracing the whole law. That's how you became a proselyte Jew in those, mm. in those days. You would be circumcised, but the circumcision is the outward sign that you are embracing the whole law of Moses. Yeah. And you're accepting that theology that I am doing this because it is necessary for my salvation. So I am denying to a degree Christ is enough, and what he did on the cross is enough. You know, and that's dangerous because if I don't trust in the grace of Christ, um, I feel like I've got to add something. I've got to do my own works. I've got to keep these laws. Mm. And and by being circumcised, they're making that confession. And Paul says, okay, you're in danger now because first of all, you're going to cut yourself off. Christ, you know, you're you're not going to enjoy the grace of Christ. No, no, no. Definitely not, especially if you're going to have to keep the whole law, because that's the, that's, you know, uh, the contingency. He is warning, and and this is probably, we would agree on this too, that certainly immediately you are going to lose the life of the Spirit. You're going to lose the grace of God, because these things are incompatible. You can't Because it's actually quite tough to keep the whole law. Yeah, he goes on to say that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing that, you're you're buying into the whole law, so think Mm. about before you start down this road. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the law and, uh, you know, it's in, in, the fle- you can't be in the flesh and in the spirit at the same time. And, and you're embracing now the law, you're embracing the flesh. You're going to lose the life of the spirit. The issue, the second question is that we'll get to, I'm sure, is, you know, if you go far enough down that line of, of essentially rejecting the work of Christ, can you lose your salvation? That, that is, a, I would say, that is a possibility. Yeah. Mm. That's a controversial issue. Yeah. We don't say that would happen easily, but, it, but there is the danger of that if you so go We'll, we'll definitely road. explore that as yeah. we get further into the passage. Yeah. The, um, I, 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 I'm involved with a, a Christian camp in, 
in Prague and we in the summer and you know many and we have a baptism you know down at, you know in the lake and uh, the brother who leads it uh, uh, Festus uh, there are many folk who are coming from the world and uh, you know before they before he agrees to baptize them he says come uh, bring your who, who smokes here you know put your hand up you know you, you need to be delivered from smoking um, and uh, you know if you can't be delivered now before baptism you're still going to be hooked after so everyone had to go back to their cabins and bring their it's just like ritual throwing down all of their packets of cigarettes uh, you know as it were re repenting and, and turning away from it um it is and of course it's a wonderful time of baptism following that i'll just say by the way that he laid his on this occasion he laid his hand on on the water and sanctified it ready for the baptism service and a snake jumped out onto the shore in front of all of us wow. which was not i mean it, it wasn't magic it actually happened in front of my eyes mm. but the point i was going to make isn't that it's it's this you know is there could it be construed as a kind of legalism having to um give up on the cigarettes <laughs> john <laughs> well, yes, in a, in a way, but it's also very symbolic, isn't it? I mean, it's quite powerful. Mm. I, I, I think it probably helped kick-start their sanctification, yeah. made them aware. But, but yes, there is a, you could argue it's that it's legalistic, yeah. um, because sanctification is a process. Um, uh, when we get to the fruit of the Spirit, we, we, we'll talk about this. That, that when you repent, you throw away the old stuff. Away. You, you, you do away. actually... Yeah make he, a change he, in terms yeah, of your yeah. obedience that's to right. the Lord. Not legalistic, but your yeah. obedience. That's is right. he going to do that with every single possible sin? Or is um, smoking some kind of special case? Yeah, it just but happens you, to be something have, that people have, are very much in bondage to in some of these areas, and it was... Um, yeah. I yeah, wouldn't no, say... It, yeah, but so that's it, my point. Anyway, yeah. you can't that, make that a law that no, you can't. No, that's my for point. all baptism services, no, I agree. you must do it this I way. I thought it was great, because yeah. he was saying, look, if you, if you can't be delivered from it now, you know, what, you know why, why would you believe that you'd be delivered from it after baptism? Yeah. It was that kind of... And we do need to be delivered from the things of this world, not through our own efforts, but yeah. as it were, God um, intervening mm. and helping us by his grace. Um, the, the, the other one that I, I suppose I haven't addressed so much in the last few weeks is, is this, the pendulum swings so far that you take an easy, you know, relaxed position on sin. Because that's the danger, isn't it? That yeah. You go for the easy but, grace but anybody who's, who's who's born again and uh, walking in the Spirit is not going to take a relaxed view on sin. Mm. The fact that we say, and I say unequivocally, that your sin is forgiven, and it wouldn't matter what you did between now and the day you go to eternity, you are forgiven, that is not a license to sin. It's very important to understand the difference. You know, people criticize me because I say that, they might criticize me, but that's grace. That is how wonderful grace is. But grace working in you and through you and the spirit and the process of sanctification causes you to move away from that position. You don't want to sin. You will slip up from time to time, but sin will not be your lifestyle. It's getting you won't in, want to. That's in, not you know. who you are. When, 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 when your sin nature was nailed to the cross, you became a new creature, a new creation in Christ. You, 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 so when you sin, you're sinning against your character, which is why you feel uncomfortable and sh ashamed and everything else. And you feel uncomfortable and ashamed 
because you haven't understood you're a new creature and the devil is accusing you. Yeah. You see, it's all these things are going on. We're back to... But it, but it is yeah, important to, to see, you, you know, let not sin reign in your mortal bodies. Don't you know that your, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? It is important, as it were, to, um, not in a legalistic way, but to cleanse the temple. Yeah, it helps to distinguish between sin and sins. Yeah. Because you can get into a game like of sin management. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And certain well-defined things like smoking is, is yeah. the sins. And yeah. don't, I'm against or smoking, symptomatic. don't get me wrong. Symptomatic. Yes. And, and really what Paul is saying, the only way you're going to overcome sin is actually by getting out from under the law and getting under grace, yeah. getting under the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the, the, the sin, the, the flesh, or the, the sin nature in the flesh that wants to rule your life is deactivated. You know, it, it, it doesn't have, it doesn't get to express itself. And so, but if we, if we try and manage our own lives and say, well, all that matters is I managed to get rid of the worst obvious sins in my life. And, and I think I'm performing well then as a Christian. I'm actually in the flesh. Mm, I'm in okay. just my own sin management. Yeah. And I'm dealing with cutting off a bit of some of the worst fruit that's coming from the tree on the tree. Yeah. Yeah. But Paul is talking more radically here. It's it's all about accepting the fact that I can do no good thing from my flesh, yeah. in, including managing my life. And I need to learn to stop that mm. self effort mm. and and trust in the grace of God. And then that will give me the power to overcome sin. Is, is, is it um, more prevalent or is there the danger within the Pentecostalism that there can be a kind, a kind of legalism? Is, is it unique to any particular denomination? No. I think it yeah. gets in everywhere. But, but there, is, there is quite a lot about, you know, you can lose your salvation, more of an emphasis, which can then lead you to be more of a, a sin manager, as it were, whereas um, in others it swings too far in another direction where you, you don't, you're a little bit too easy. When you really strip that down to bare bones, where's that coming from? It's coming from fear. You're, you're managing, and that's exactly the opposite of where we should be. There's no fear because there's no Not. condemnation. Yep. And it's only grasping that that will cause the sin to be suppressed and driven out of your life. Nothing else. I mean, the testimonies are boundless of people trying to manage their sin and failing utterly. The Lord just lets you wallow in it until you come to the end of yourself. And then he's, it's, as it's as if he's saying, now, will you let me do this for you? Mm. And it's the only way. Is, is there a kind of Arminianist root in, in this approach that you are um, working it out yourself, you know, because of your free will? Is, is, is it, is I it don't think that's intrinsic. That too simplistic? I don't think it's intrinsic to Arminianism. Mm -hmm. But certainly churches do get legalistic, yeah. and including Pentecostal churches. Mm. Um, you, you know, because let's say that it's one way a preacher can try and control congregation or, or or he's really upset with the congregation for certain types of sins yeah. and so you you then through the emphasis in your preaching you give the impression that if they don't you know shape up in certain areas yeah. their their eternity is in question you, you know and so it becomes a fear motivation yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's not like warning about them rejecting Christ or anything like that. But, you know, if you don't tithe or if you don't, yeah. you know, do this or you don't come to church enough times, yeah. uh, you know, and the implication is you, you need to perform to actually, um, to actually make it in the end. Mm -hmm. And therefore, um, it seems like this church is against sin and that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, it's, it's actually law. So isn't it, it, you know, it's another expression of the kind of confession box. This, you know, in the same, um, of the same ilk. Yeah. You know, that, you know, my father, you know, yeah. bless me, I've sinned. Yeah. And so it is, you know, as it were, ticking off the box or yeah. knocking, knocking, managing sin. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong, we should be against sin, you know. Yes. Yeah. If we Thank fear you. the Lord, we will hate sin. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? But there, there is a right way and a wrong way to... Yeah. Uh, you know, to motivate people. You hate sin, not because you work yourself up to hate it, but because, I keep saying it, because you're now a new creation. Mm -hmm. And that new creation in Christ hates sin. And, and, and you will hate it for that reason, not because you've managed to argue yourself into a position yeah. of hatred. It's just, and even though you do sin, because all of sin have fallen short of the glory of God, that's why. That's one of the reasons the Lord had to go to the cross, because there's no way we can live any other lifestyle. But in this process of sanctification, he's helping us to work that out. Mm. Absolutely, you're, you're robbing yourself of, of the fullness of yeah. living in the spirit if you mm. go down. The moment fear's yes. involved, you... It appears good, because yeah. it appears very righteous, yeah. but yeah. It's, it really tends to become a, an emphasis on external performance. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's like, like, for instance, the smoking, yeah. you know, and if I can tick these external boxes and what you're doing is you're, create, you, you're in danger of creating people who, who are learning to put on a performance to be accepted by God and, and also by being accepted within the church. And there's, it's a form of righteousness, but it's not the real righteousness that only comes by the Holy Spirit where you really want to love God and you really want to, you know, please God, and, and that means you don't, you, you, you begin to hate sin. Last question, it goes back a couple of weeks, but when um, uh, you were talking about the, the freedom from uh, the law and freedom from sin, in Romans 7, is Paul, is Paul um, addressing both there, you know, when he's saying, wretched man that I am, because, you know, yeah. I'm being pulled by the flesh, and, you know, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. I've be honest, for years, since I was a kid, seen that very much as sin. You know, the, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. But um, is Paul also it's together, you see, because what saying, he's saying is... I'm, I'm the flesh of the law is... is, is the law is activates... A wretched man sin. that I am. Yes. The law yeah, activates That's sin. true, that's what he says. Yeah. So he's, he's doing his best, yeah. you know, to keep the law, as yeah. it were. But what he's experiencing is the harder he tries in his own flesh... And, it, you know, the more he fails, because so, in my flesh there, there dwells no, no good, good thing. So what, what's his declaration? Who will deliver me from this? That's it. The Lord Jesus Christ. Exactly. And, and the and key is in that verse, yeah. um, one of, or two of chapter eight, the law of the spirit of life. Yes. 
law uh, set me free from the law of sin, sin and death. death. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Lloyd-Jones used to teach that chapters six and seven were almost in parentheses. You could go straight from the end of chapter five to chapter eight to get the continuity. And it's quite interesting reading it like that. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm. Thanks for that. I will read it again. Yes. Yes. The life of the spirit flows out yes. of our justification. Yes. 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 That's really good. So that's where we are in chapter five of Galatians, the life yes. of the Spirit. Yes, and, 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 and I, I come back to what I mentioned earlier, that, that, that well, certainly I, because of where we're headed in the next few verses, sense a passion in Paul's writing, a passion for these people that he has birthed in the Spirit. He, he's really, really concerned for their eternal future. And, and, and so in this sec verse two, he says, he doesn't just say, indeed, I say to you, he says, indeed, I, Paul, he's emphasizing, you know, who am I? I'm apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, an apostle to the Gentile church. It's me that's saying it. Yeah. I, Paul. And, strong, then he, and then he goes on in, in, in verse, he says, I testify. I, I make an oath to this. Yeah. You know, this is Very how important it is to mm. him. Yeah, that's really good, John. Mm. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's quite, it's really passionate, isn't it? It is passionate. Mark my words. Yeah. Really passionate. Don't let this slip by. That's a strong statement. Even yeah. I don't know what, what, how yours says it. Mine says, mark my words. Is it? Yes. In other words, yeah, you remember this is absolutely vitally important. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's a serious warning, isn't it? Christ will profit you nothing. Yeah. That is you, so you serious. You're putting yourself outside of the realm of where Christ because you're, 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 not, you're not believing. You're not, yeah. you, are, you are saying Christ isn't enough. I, I can't trust that Christ in his grace to justify me, to, to, to grace me. And therefore, I've, I've got to put in some more effort from my own flesh. Got to get myself circumcised. Got to keep the laws of Moses to get on the right side of God. And he says, if you do that, that's a denial of your faith in Christ. And so you're cutting yourself off from Christ. I, I was just thinking of um, Acts 17 where Paul gave that wonderful sermon and then it said some scoffed, some believed in the message when he mentioned the resurrection and then some scoffed. But that, so that was a fork in the road. But it seems like those that believed in the resurrection, there's another fork in the road where you go down the road of circumcision and the whole law or you go down the road of Yes. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Is it the parable and of the sower again? Yeah. It, yes, it is the parable of the sower. Mm. It is, isn't it? Which of, the, which of the grounds refers to this? Is it the... The, the, the seed has sprung up. But hard it's, ground? It's, 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 yes, I can't... Is it, it's not deep-rooted, is it? Rooted, the thorns? Is it? Mm. They're vulnerable. Vulnerable yeah. to the weeds. Yes. Yeah, so it's really serious. Three, he, yeah. he points out to them, look, this, the whole, because the circumcision is a commitment to keep the whole law. And it's the thin end of the wedge. And he's saying, I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that now you're obliged, you're, you're a debtor to keep the whole law. And he said this earlier in chapter 3, verse 10, mm -hmm. um, the very same point, only, only perhaps even stronger. He says, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So he's saying, if you think about it, he says, before you go down this path, yeah. 
getting circumcised, you are now obliged to keep the whole law. And if you fail to keep the whole law mm. continually, mm. You, you are not, you know, you are not accepted by God. You are under a curse. You are condemned. Uh, do you really want to go down that road when mm. Christ has already done it for you? Mm. Yeah. It reminds me of the, the, in Romans, you all have sinned and fallen short yeah. of the glory of God. Yeah. Uh, in any tiny regard, you're on this, on this program of, of achieving your own salvation, you haven't got a chance. Not a chance. You have fallen short of the glory of God. Maybe there, maybe there, maybe there, but you have fallen short and you're never going to clamber your way up through the law to the glory of it's God. It's an impossible project. It's an impossible <laughs> project. Fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. Tragic, really. It's a How many are following the broad way, yeah. trying to climb the greasy pole or, or, you know, clamber their way up to the top of the summit when they're never going to make it. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It's really important, therefore. So that's why Paul yes, it's is so, saying it so, so, so strongly. Yeah. yeah. In verse 4, he, he says it again with a different word, but if you do this, you have become estranged from Christ. Mm. Mm. Etogio, which I think is, ogeo is the working of Christ. So you are, you know, you, you, you're putting yourself outside the realm mm. of, of the grace of Christ. Mm. Certainly it mean, includes oh, that's, that. That's scary. I mean, mine says alienated, which is Alienated. And then it says you've fallen or you're falling away. From grace. Yes. And what we see here is that uh, certainly in the New King James Version that uh, ye who attempt to be justified, attempt is the best guess of the yes. translators, it's not in the original. It might well be, and here's Campbell in, inserting his word rather than attempt, it might be um, you who are to be justified by the law. Mm. That's yeah. even more powerful. You're trying to be. Yeah. 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 You who put yourself, right, we're going to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. Yeah. Now, how were you saved? Yeah. By grace. By grace. Yeah. And you have fallen from it. I, I, I do seriously think that in extremis, yeah. and I am, a, you know, I am a, of the opinion that you cannot lose your salvation, except I accept that the Holy Spirit says there is one sin which is unforgivable, and I believe this is it. I really, uh, now, I believe this is it. This is a rejection of the crucified Christ. Now, I, I, be, I believe right up until your dying breath, there's room for repentance. But if you take that into your dying breath, you go into the grave and you stay there. So, so this is the question, just trying to parse what, yeah. what the original is. You know, yeah. fortunately, we've got a Greek scholar here. It is, you know, we're trying, we're attempting to be justified by words. That is a kind of a, a, a continuous, um, a, a process, and I, I sort of understood that we're, you are falling, so you're trying, and in so doing, you are falling away from grace, rather than, because, because you're trying, it, uh, does that mean no, you I, have I, fallen? I, I, oh, listen, I believe the grace See of God. See my point? I'm yes, I do, I do, and I believe... Because fallen means 
That's well, it. That's what it says. You, I haven't checked the. I haven't that's, checked what I'm, the that's why I'm trying to. I haven't checked the tent. I'm trying to dig. But it does say fallen. I don't think they would make the mistake between fallen and falling because mm. one is past tense, one is a sort of present continuous tense yep. of some form. The past um, tense, you I, have I, fallen. I think, and I don't think there's any half measures here. Yeah. Uh, we've made no. this clear. You're either of Ishmael or you are of Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. You are either under grace or you are not. You can't That's have it. a foot in both camps. So, I, I, you know, you can't be falling from grace. You have fallen. You're either there or you're not. Thank you. That's good. So I'm pleased I asked the question. <laughs> if you're fallen, yeah. And if it, for instance, I'm not sure if it, no. what tense it is. If it's the aorist tense, then um, you can't really deduce too much from it. Mm. it it's just the fact of the matter. Mm. You know, it's, it's an event that's happened. I says mm. most usually it's the aorist tense. So something has happened, definitely. But on the other hand, it doesn't mean you've, you've lost your salvation. Because my point is this, just exploring a bit more. You're at this stage of attempting, yeah. right at the beginning of attempting, or, you're, um, or you've been attempting for many, many years, trying. And then, so even just at that small, I know I may be a yeah, bit no, no, here, even at that little small point of attempting, you fall in. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. I believe so. I believe so. Because what Paul is saying here is that circumcision, as it were, circumcision is an initiation ceremony, as it were, into a life of law. Mm. It's the first step. Mm. And, it's, and it's a vital step because you know, you get, without circumcision, you don't really identify with the law. You might try and practice it, but you're not identifying with it. Circumcision identifies you with the law. It's a mark which says, I am under law. So, and that's the first step. So I believe, to, to come back to what you're saying, the moment you do that, it's step one, you have removed yourself from grace. Now, it doesn't mean you can't come back. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't repent. It doesn't mean the Holy Spirit isn't shouting no at you, but you're not hearing him. He's still pulling you back. He, all the time he'll do that. But, you, you know, if you become more and more entrenched, if your heart becomes harder and harder and harder, and you take it to your dying breath, I don't believe it's an unreasonable uh, conclusion to say that you have of your own volition lost your salvation mm. because you're, you, def, de, you, you have looked for something to justify you which is incapable of doing so. Can I throw this in um, from you know, the, my yeah. sort of memory bank? Circumcision has value if you observe the law. If. Yes. But if you break the law, you have become as though you were not circumcised. And if those who are not circumcised keep the law's requirements, will they not be regarded as though they were circumcised? The one who is not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law will condemn you who, even though you have the written code and circumcision, are a lawbreaker. A man is not a Jew who is only one outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a man is a Jew if he is one inwardly. That's right. And circumcision is of the heart by the spirit, such, uh, not by the written code. Such a man's praise is not from men, but from God. It's it, it, similar? So what we're talking about? Not specifically. No, good. It's just it comes to mind that Paul is talking about, yeah, you are, um, well, for me, that very first line, it has value, because we were talking about, va well, they are in, in my version, it says Christ is of no value to you. Yeah. You because circumcised. But here it's saying circumcision has value if you observe the law. But what we're saying is you can't. You can't. You're jumping ship. You know, if it, this is following on from the allegory. 
it, 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 it is a new subject, but in a sense, he's continuing the argument. He's saying you can't jump ship. If you, you can't have Sarah, your mother, and then jump ship and, 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 and well, you can. Uh, yeah, and have Hagar. And have Hagar. You can't. And that's what you're doing, in effect. Sorry, uh, Derek, get us back on track. Well, no, I, I'll go down the wrong. I th yeah, I think that passage is addressing a different I know, he is. aspect. Yep. Yeah, I know. Um, but um, I think the key question is, because we're, we're saying you have fallen from grace. If you attempt yes. to be justified by law. If you attempt. Yeah. We've been saying you, to, justification is the basis for sanctification. So if you're trying to be justified by law, you're denying your justification and you've pulled the plug on your sanctification. So I would say the first interpretation of this is you've fallen from grace, but are we talking about sanctifying grace yeah, or, or justifying grace or yeah. saving grace? I would say initially we're talking about sanctifying grace. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you, it's a real event. You have fallen. You have disconnected yourself yeah. from Christ. Christ Christ still in you but you're disconnected from his grace, from his life, from, the and value. from his work in your life, from the love, joy, peace that he wants to produce in your life. And as John says, I agree entirely with him, if you continue down that path of, of denying and cutting yourself off from Christ, your heart can harden so much, and, 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 and if you don't turn around, you are in danger yeah. of even losing that Mm. justification. Not that that would happen easily, yeah. but if you continue to harden your heart and deny Christ in that way, you could end up in, in a place where you essentially commit that yes. uh, ultimate sin. Yeah. But the f in, in, as far as the Galatians are concerned, they weren't that far down the no, road. No. But they were cutting themselves off from sanctifying grace. The very fact they're trying to justify themselves by the law means they're in the flesh now. And if you're in the flesh, you can't be in the spirit. You're, mm. you, you know, they're mutually exclusive. Mm. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Very good, yeah. Yeah, Galatians is here, <coughs> Romans is there, and you know, there are some cross-references. Yes. But yeah, he, he is on a different argument track in chapter two of Romans. You know, yeah. Sequencing it up to three and four and five and yes. six and seven and eight. And what he's saying in Galatians is, is really, so where, especially for these Gentile Galatian Christians, um, you know, whether you're circumcised or not, it's just a physical act. I mean, it, it doesn't affect anything. Yeah. It has no value either way. But if you are using this as a theological symbol as, as to your position in regard to the law, you know, be careful because you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, den you're making an act that is essentially a denial of, of Christ's cross. So even though Romans was written chronologically after Galatians, in one sense Romans is sort of backfilling yes. the story of the gospel of faith in Christ Jesus. So, so it, is, it, it was after chronologically, but theologically it's before. And then, then it's the Galatians, the foolish Galatians, who have just gone right back to, you know, primitive Yes. Um, Sort of salvation by works. Yeah, we briefly mentioned. Have I, have I got myself out of that corner? Not, I think oh, not so. quite. Oh, oh thanks. So. It is. It's essentially yeah. the passage you read out. Yeah, it's, it's hard to fit in. I know because it it's really on a different. I know a trajectory. Different. 
yeah. subject. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you can't easily harmonize it with... No, that's right. We briefly mentioned Timothy, and, and I think it's an, it's an important point because people say, ah, oh, but Timothy was sacrificed. And, and we have to remember that Timothy was of mixed parentage and had been brought up as a devout Jew. And, 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 and therefore to circumcise, he had a Greek father and a Jewish mother, didn't he, I think, from memory. You know, and, and so to circumcise him so that he could, as Derek says, preach in the synagogue, is not putting yourself under law. Paul says, you know, he, he identifies, he becomes whatever is necessary according to the people that he's yeah. with. All things for um, men. You know, so he, 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 what did he do when he shaved his head and everything else, you know. That was, he was not denying who he was in Christ. He was just being like the others so he could minister to them, which is a very different thing. He didn't ask for any Gentiles, any full-blooded Gentiles to be circumcised. Um, so it is a difference and we do need to understand that. And, and also, if you are a Jew, if you're a Jew and if you're listening, it would actually be right for a Jewish father to circumcise their children, yeah. even now. Even mm -hmm. now, yeah. Not because of the law of Moses, but because of the Abrahamic covenant, see? Yeah. Which has nothing Which to do with the law of Moses, you see? So if they do it for that reason, because it's, it represents the fact that they are children of Abraham, that would be valid. Yeah. But if you do it because of Leviticus 1, that it's part of the law of Moses and that you're, I'm doing this because as a sign that I'm now submitted to the law of Moses and I'm trusting in my obedience to that to be saved, then, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. And, and some do do it according to the law of Moses. Yeah, yeah. and that's what Gentiles, for gen, and, and what's going on in this situation, you have Gentiles and they are being taught you need to do it according to Leviticus 1 and become a Jew and submit yourself to the law of Moses in order for you to be a proper Christian, in order for you to be saved. Just unpack uh, according to Abraham, you know, circumcision according to Abraham. Say a bit more. That, well, that's in Genesis 17, yeah. And, yeah. And, he said, and that was uh, to be in the Abrahamic uh, covenant, you know, for, for a, a son of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. They, they are all circumcised as a sign of that. And, and the Abrahamic covenant is different from the law of Moses. Shall I tell you why I asked that? Because many years ago, I was at an OM conference. When I say many years ago, it was in the old time of the bullring, and there, there was a conference up in Birmingham. And um, Martin Goldsmith was speaking. George Verwell was there. Yeah. George Verwell nearly sort of got me up out of my seat to give my whole life to OM. I just, you know, hesitated. But there was then a Q&A discussion about baptism versus infant baptism. And I remember Martin Goldsmith talking about the tradition that many Baptists don't understand that, that goes back to Abraham. And there's something about circumcision which is sort of buying into the grace of the unconditional promise of God that, um, you know, uh, he was drawing from that. I don't want to sort of um, garble you know, Martin Goldsmith's theology. Um, but uh, that infant baptism has that. It's a kind of bestowing of something, you know, and repre uh, parents representing their kids, dedicating them, as it were. Um, and it didn't get, it, it went down like a lead balloon at this conference because they're all full of Baptists there. But yeah, you know, yeah. typical Martin Goldsmith yes, lobs a grenade into the middle of it. But um, 
But I, I just wonder that, that, that trying to distinguish from the uh, mosaic um, you know, in, in that sort of expression of faith and hope in the promise of God to Abraham. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so Abraham was saved before he was circumcised. His circumcision was nothing to was do with, seal. with his salvation. That's right, because that's mosaic. But that's yeah. my point, that it was. So no. when your you know, kids are circumcised before, you know, eighth day come off it's it, got so that it's got nothing to do with them earning anything. No. Whereas there is a danger in Baptist circles that the, the baptism, the adult baptism, can be a religious... Uh, uh, you know, work, as it were, that, it, that isn't, you know, yeah. acknowledging the grace of God. It's, it's I've, I've achieved that notch, uh, you know, yeah. in my Christian walk. Sorry. Yeah. Well, circumcision... So, it, you're so gracious, Derek. You don't, you don't say, Tim, well, you, you, get, with the, get with the script, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, no, it wasn't for salvation. And neither, and the false doctrine did get into the church that baptism is for salvation. You know, infant I mean, David baptism. Paulson wrote about the normal Christian birth. Yeah. You're not born again yeah, unless you Which was wrong. Adult yeah. baptism. So, or bapti even baptized in the Spirit, you're not properly born again. Yeah, which, which I quite strongly disagree quite strong. But that's another great character again, that's, of that, our age. That's, work that's works, work salvation, you see. Yeah, I hear this expression, properly born again, time and time again. You're either yeah, born or you're exactly. not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a ridiculous expression. Mm. People don't think about, you know, what they're He saying. called it the normal Christian birth. <laughs> and it was one of his epic books, to be honest. Yeah. It's one of his deeper Really yeah, but it's based on the work of done, and it's you know it's wrong. Yeah, to have a complex initiation is actually a, a compromise it's a bit legalistic. of justification. It's a bit legalistic. Well, it, it is. is. Yeah, it's a compromise of justification by faith. It's mm. a serious, in my mind, a yeah. serious error. Am I helping focus on on what is uh, the I, true I wrote, position? I, I'm sure oh, David you? won't mind me saying this because yeah. it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a letter to him. You know. You know, saying, "Look, you you have left the reform. You know, you've you've left the reformers. You know, what you're teaching here in the normal Christian birth is, mm. you know, a kind of process salvation. You know, mm. which involves human yeah. elements." Um, and and he said, "I would I haven't left the reformers because I was never with the reformers." <laughs> He's very honest. Oh you know. dear man. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah. the you know. I get a lot from his books. Yeah, of course we books, do. Of course we but do. I, I don't agree with everything yeah. That, yeah. that he says. And um, I, I, you know, I do th believe that uh, quite Paul key, is very quite clear. key, by the way, that, that Abraham was circumcised after he believed. Yeah. Righteousness was credited to him. So credited to him yeah. through faith. I mean, he didn't earn it through faith. When someone works, it's, your wages are credited to you, not as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work, but trusts in God, he justifies the wicked, his faith is credited to him as righteousness. So the, what Paul is talking about here in Galatians is to do with salvation and, mm. and then also sanctification, sure. right? So in terms of salvation, he's saying circumcision doesn't matter a whit. It, it's got nothing to do with your salvation. It's, it's accepting Christ. It's trusting in Christ, all right? And he's saying it's got nothing to do with your sanctification. You Gentiles don't need to do it, you know. Um, and, but baptism is different, you know, the, the problem is people try and 
make baptism the equivalent of circumcision, but there's no real basis for that. Baptism is important not for your salvation, because you're already saved, you're already righteous through faith, but it is an act of obedience. And, and that is important in your sanctification. Because if you disobey God, you, you block the work of the Spirit. But, but it's, not your, it's not a law work, it, 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 it's your response to God. If you truly believe, then you'll, you, he says, be baptized. And, and you do that as a faith response. Yeah. And, and that doesn't save you. No. But if you don't get baptized, you are blocking the work of the Spirit in your life through your disobedience. Amazing. Oh, I, I do enjoy some digressions. Yeah. And I know I, I, I'm a bit mischievous sometimes, but I think it does sometimes highlight you can throw up alternatives so that it, mm. it can help clarify, oh, yeah. as it were, uh, the, yeah. the point. So we, are, we have spoken about um, having fallen away from yeah. grace, and I accept that. Is it possible, or would it even be right, to talk to, as it were, the... Hebraic roots movement mm. over this this all this issue. Now I'm not an expert in, in no. this at mm. all, but there, there are those, and they're, and they're saved. I don't doubt about one moment, but they do seem to feel that we have to em embrace the law. I used to follow them on Facebook mm. and everything, but now I don't do any of those. Mm. Don't touch Facebook. Mm. Um, it does seem an odd mixture, doesn't it? And I, they they do seem to get terribly uptight about, and I think... I used to attend, not just pre-Facebook in the 1990s, yeah. I used to go to some of these Messianic churches, and they, they were Gentiles pretending to be Jews. Yeah. I mean, it was, and they were speaking with, oi, oi, you know, and they were trying to be, you know, and even speak, and it was ridiculous, if you want my opinion. Yeah. Just trying to force something, um, you know, the, everyone wearing keepers, so they're not Jewish, calling themselves rabbis, they're not, they haven't gone through yeshiva. No. It, it, it wasn't, it didn't seem no, to I don't think together. it impresses the Jews It either. doesn't impress them. No, no, I'm sure it doesn't. I mean, I wrote a book, um, if I can now that, it's, that is the, that's, that's the sort of line of Derek. Well, I wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's called The Sabbath Issue, yeah. if people are interested. Yeah. Uh, initially, it was to answer the Seventh-day Adventists, because mm -hmm. Seventh-day Adventists will say, you know, not keeping the Sabbath, and that mm. for them that's the main one, but it, yeah. it's symbolic of the law of Moses generally. You, you, it's, that's a salvation issue, you yeah. know, you, you, to be justified, to be saved, you, you, you must keep the Sabbath. Mm. Um, but the Hebrew roots people, and not all of them, but many of them would say, no, you're, you're saved, you're justified by faith, but to be sanctified, you, you need to keep the law, you need to embrace the law. In other words, there are two kinds of Christians. There's yes. the, if you want to be a high-level, elite Christian, you, you need to learn the law and keep the law. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And, and it's for your sanctification. Yes. And, and that is not right. And no, it has no Paul, value. Paul That's comes against that in yeah, Galatians. He does. Because actually the law will activate your flesh. Yeah. And he said, in Hebrews, it, he, he says it, very clearly, I don't know the verse, but uh, it says, no one will be made perfect through the law. See, perfection yeah. is sanctification. You, the law is not the means of your sanctification. Um, the grace of God through the Holy Spirit is. Anyway, what I love is that, you know, I, I pitch in with, you know, I've got a memory about this, or I've got a thought about this, or, or I've got an anecdote about this, and, 
And um, Derek says, I've written a book about this, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I know my place. Um, uh, are we going to get to verse five? Because we're in our last few minutes. Shall we? Shall we? Um, so he's it's a great he, verse. He changes tune here because he goes, you, 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 mm. you who are falling under this legalism. Now he describes the positive. So it is a wonderful verse. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Mm. And then he continues, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. Yeah, yeah. So these, I mean, these are wonderful verses. Mm. Is, that, is that verse five actually ultimately talking about glorification? Good question. Yeah, I think it is. Yes. Well, because uh, my understanding of biblical hope or scriptural hope is, is it's a certainty. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we're waiting for the certainty of righteousness when, when we're glorified and it's, this is all behind us, the flesh. Agreed. And, and it's interesting, he says, because and, and, we talked about this in another program, but he says that some people teach, you know, that you, you get this initial justification yeah. But now you've got to work and you've got to be an obedient Christian and then your righteousness, your works of righteousness, and David Pawson would say this, yeah. your works of righteousness now will be the foundation for your ultimate glorification. Yes. Yeah. But this verse contradicts that because it says, through the Spirit, this describes the Christian life, we eagerly wait yeah. for that hope of righteousness. Yes. In other words, we don't work for it. No. We wait for it. Yeah. That, the difference there is, it's God that does it. We wait, and the word wait carries an assurance. You know, yes. If you truly wait, you're relaxed, you're assured that God's going to do it. Yeah. He'll do it in his time, but he will, we wait for it. Yeah. And, and that is, describes sitting. It describes the attitude of faith, yeah. rest. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're trusting him to do it. Yes. And in this case, the righteousness that he's talking about is, no, is, is not imputed righteousness, it's imparted righteousness, yeah. that we will be glorified, we'll be totally righteous in who we are in, in, in every way. We'll be just like Jesus. Yes. And well, just to say, it is, it's wonderful. I, yeah, I'm gonna, as we're right in the final minute, I'm going to jump back to Romans 8, because you mentioned about glory. And he talks about, we know the whole creation's groaning as in the pain of childbirth, waiting for the adoption of sons. Not only so, we ourselves who had the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait, wait eagerly for our adoption of sons, redemption of, of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all, for who hopes for what he already has. And then later down, he says, those who have been justified says for um, those whom God foreknew he also to be conformed to the likenesses on those he predestined he also called those who he called he also justified and those who he justified he also glorified comes over sanctification it rests on to be continued yeah. to be continued, continued. <laughs>